Okay, I got good news this morning. I got the mint in and not the button. So this will, when the mint's gone, we'll stop. Good news. Matthew chapter 15. And guys, I want to tell you where we are at in this country, where we are at in this church, and where you are at this morning, you're going to need to go one direction or the other. And you go, Bruce, what are you talking about? You're usually not that serious. Well, I want to tell you what we're going to talk about this morning is what we call in the business a game changer. This is a game changer. What we're going to talk about, and you're going to have to make a choice this morning which, which intersection you want to go on. The name of this morning's uh, presentation, it's, it's just a sermon, yeah. I was rewriting the lyrics of a song this morning and the word redneck was in it. So anyway, Matthew 14, 36, the intersection of grace and the law. And they begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched it were made perfectly well, we talked about this a little bit last week, and one phrase that I came up with was touching the tassel. And if you're not familiar, essentially a prayer shawl will either have, maybe both, but it'll have on the corners of the prayer shawl, there will be blue thread interwoven on the very end that represents, that represents the word of God. Get that, the word of God, because we're going somewhere with that. If it's not that, then it has a little tassel on it, which will also have blue thread, which represents the same thing. And what these people were doing is they were touching the hem, the edge of his garment. Now, this was prophesied in Malachi 4, and it says this, but to you who fear my name, the son, S-U-N, which I think is very interesting because I've spent some time with that this week, of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And when we look at that word wings, that, was, that would have been in the Hebrew before it was put in the Greek. That is the same word that's the hem of the garment. It's not about wings. It's not like an angel's wings. It is the hem, the edge of his garment. And you know we are talking about Jesus. He is the son of righteousness. So... In the middle of all that, I am praying and looking at this week and I'm thinking about, you know, because we, as I said, as I put in the Facebook post, we are slowly going through Matthew. <laughs> I thought we went through Genesis slow and Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers, Joshua, Judges. I thought we went through there slow. We even slowed down. So that's anyway, but the point being is, as I was looking and thinking and praying about that blue thread going through the edge of that garment, that tassel that represents that covenant, that represents, what's this? 
the word. Go to John chapter one. In the beginning was the word, capital W, the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. Is that what it says? He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made and in him was life and the, and the life was the light of men. How many of y'all tired of stumbling around in the darkness? I want to tell you, I like a bright light now. The older I get, I want a little brighter bulb in that thing. You know what I'm saying? And, and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness, watch this, did not comprehend it. Is that what it says? The reason that it did not comprehend it, and this is just what we're talking about today. There's a lot of aspects to this, okay? But let's do it. Let's say, this is a little better way to say it. One of the reasons was because religion is a cover. It, it makes things darker. So watch this. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came of a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness. That was the true light, which gives light to every man who comes in the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. Does that describe anything that's going on today? Because listen, it's all about self-help. It's all about religion. It's all about this. It's all about that. But how many times do you ever hear somebody jump up and scream at the top of the lungs? It's Jesus. I want to tell you, I don't hear that much. And that's concerning me this morning. It was concerning me last night. It was concerning me this week. But what's this? He was of the world. The world was made through him. The world did not know him. He came to his own and his own. We're talking about the Jewish people. Did not receive him. Why not? Because they were too busy doing it for themselves. As many people received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Is that what it says? I want you to think of that in the context of, and we've already been, we've already talked about her a little bit, the woman with the issue of blood, okay? That in a context, that in herself, she was unclean, wasn't she? She was unclean. She was, she should have stayed back. She should have been unclean, unclean. She had all this going on, all this, but what she did is she pressed past all of the people that said, this isn't good, this isn't good, but she went to the person of Jesus and she touched the word. She touched the hem of his garment. She touched the covenant of peace that he stood for and was and is exemplified and paid the price for later in his life. But the reality is, is that that is the message for today. We're going to say 340 different ways if we can get it done. But what's this guy's no joke. 
It's Jesus. And you go, how obvious is that? It's becoming less and less obvious in our culture. That it's not about Jesus. It's about doing this right, doing that right, doing this. And listen, I want you to do, stay out of jail if you can. I'm not out of bail money. I mean, it's, it's, I mean that. Follow, do the best you can. But watch this, guys. Every time we think it's something that we do, we take away from the glory of Jesus Christ. Every time it's, well, you know, I'm a little better than Beth, which I probably am. But uh, I just, you were looking at me. I mean, you don't want to pay attention. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, but, you know, I, I say, well, you know, Beth's not quite, you know, when we start doing it, Beth, you know, you know or, or, or Toby especially, I could think of a lot of stuff. But any, anyway, but the point being this, watch this. It's not about Toby. It's not about Beth, and it's sure not about Bruce. What it's about is a Savior who paid the price with his own blood. Amen. And we have forgotten that. It's all about who we're going to vote for, who we're going to do this, how we're going to do this, what about this. Listen, and don't get me wrong, the Bible's a big book, okay? There was a guy one time, his wife was, was supposed to speak, and this is a true story, this is not a joke. Um, she said, she talked to her husband, she talked to some women, she said, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk She was praying and fasting. What, I don't know what to do. I don't know. He says, he literally said this, he said, hey, hey lady, it's a big book. <laughs> Find something in there, you can talk about it. But anyway, it's a big book. How many, how many of you know that's true? Got a lot of stuff in it. Okay, but watch this. If you don't get this part, the rest of the book doesn't make any sense. Okay? So, Watch this. In that John, he says these words. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory. We're in verse 14. The glory, not only the begotten of the Father, full of what? Look at these two words. Judgment and condemnation. Is that what it says? We're in verse 14. You're just not quite good enough. Is that what it says? No. I'm a pretty simple guy, okay? Begotten of the Father, full. If something's full, you know how you know something's full? You can't put no more in it. Is that right? If you have a glass that's completely full of water and I come and I take a spoonful and put it on that, it means the spoonful runs out, doesn't it? Look at this. He of the Father, full of grace and truth. Grace and truth. Think about these words. God is judgment. No. God is love. You will know that they are Christians by their judgment. You will know they're Christians because they got it all together. You'll know they're Christians because they drive uh, their mom's Buick for 200,000 miles. You know, okay, I'm just praying. All right. And the world, word became flesh and dwelt, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness, and watch this, and his fullness, we're 16, and of his fullness we all received grace for grace. Guys, this isn't Paul. This is John. We'll, get, we'll, we'll argue with Paul here in a minute. But you see what I'm saying? This is John writing about the basics. If you don't get the basics right, how are you, if you're going to build a house 
and you say, well, we don't need a foundation. We'll just build it on that, on that sand. Is that a good idea? No. This is the foundation. For the law was given through Moses, verse 17, but grace and truth came through who? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to try not to holler. Through Jesus Christ, no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is the bosom of the Father, has declared Him. And guys, I want you to jump down to 29 so that we can have time to get some of this in. In John. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Did that happen? Yes. How many of y'all want to get in on that? Amen. No, I'm, listen, y'all think I'm kidding. I'm, I'm not. How many of y'all think that's important? How many of that we have fussed and fought about the pros and cons of culottes long enough? <laughs> we need to get behind what the Bible says, that he is the son of God, the king of kings. He paid the price and we need to get back to the basics because I'm going to tell you, I don't care how nice your basketball jersey is. If you can't make a hoop, you're not going to win. Is that right? Okay. And as confusing as the Super Bowl was for me, because um, I, didn't, I, I, was, I didn't know what was going to happen. But guess what? The, they had more points than the other team, the Chiefs did, and guess what they won? Is that what happened? Okay. And here's the deal. If we don't get this right, what, is it, what, is the, what does the rest of it matter? And we have a world... The Bible says this about hell. That hell is enlarging itself because there's not room. Listen to what I'm saying. The reason is that is because we have, the devil has distracted us from every kind of different dialect, every kind of different dialogue, every time, every everything in the world, every, every distraction distraction in the world and taking us away from the simple fact that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And I'm going to tell you something. If you'll look at your heart this morning, you know that you need a Savior. And when that says the Son of Righteousness, I jotted this down, S-U-N. I was praying about that and I think, Lord, what, 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 what? But I want you to think about our universe. Everything circles what? The sun. <laughs> it's the center of all life. You know that if our planet was just a little bit further out, we'd freeze to death. If it was a little bit closer, it'd burn to a crisp. But it circles the sun, the S-U-N. That life. You know, if you turn the sun off, we'll never grow another tomato. And that's important to me. Okay, just so that you know. A lot of people wouldn't. We, we, we receive offering as far as you got a tomato plant. Okay, anyway, just kidding. Okay, and I want to tell you, everything circles that, and He is our life, and He is our light. Okay, and here's what happened as we look at this verse 15, right in the middle of all this, the scribes and the Pharisees. And listen, these guys were just product of their generation and teaching and deception, okay? 
They say this words, 15 and 2. Why does your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they don't wash their hands when they eat bread. Why do they transgress? You guys, you know, the original Sabbath is on the Saturday. Why don't y'all go to church on Sunday? You know, this, uh, you know, it's a, it's a shame for a man to have long hair. And it's, yeah, I mean, you can just go crazy with all that, can't you? Can't you? Okay. And that's what happens is that becomes important and this becomes less important. And then God, then Jesus comes and he, he talks to them, calls them hypocrites. And he says these words in eight, the people draw near to me with their mouth. They honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. That to me describes where the church has been and keeps going because, and I don't mean this church because we're perfect. I don't mean like, I'm talking about another ones, okay? But literally, because we're getting further and further from the reality of the gospel of Jesus Christ and more and more about, we're going to talk about it, we're going to talk about, it. well, this means this, this means this. And I want to tell you something, it's time to build that foundation of the cross of Jesus Christ. We talked about communion when we had communion earlier. And I want to tell you, that brings me back to the base of the cross, the fact that I need a Savior every week. And I'll keep moving because... I could camp there. But these guys were making themselves righteous by their acts. Not the A-X, okay? Their A-C-T-S, what they did, okay? I got news for you. And I like y'all. And if you're watching, I like you too, okay? But, and I'm serious. I like y'all. I love y'all. But I want to tell you, if you think your righteousness is going to be by something you do, you're in trouble. Because I know y'all. Y'all are stinkers. Okay? And you know, I shave the worst stinker. And that's me. And I know on, on my best day, my rightness, my, my goodness is filthy rags. But I want to tell you something. That's not to make you feel good. That's to give you peace. Because the peace I'm going to tell you, it passes all understanding when we are in him. Isaiah 64, literally, we're not going to look it up, but it literally says these things. We are all unclean things. And here's the deal. You're in good company. I've read the Bible, okay? <laughs> and you've heard me say this before. I'm praying. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. You just don't have much to work with me. Oh, God. And then this little still small voice says, I never have. Read the Bible. <laughs> I'm dealing with murderers. I'm dealing with, with you know. So, made me feel better about myself. Got a little pride there. But anyway, here, here's the deal. Watch this. If you will go... We'll argue with Paul a little bit. How many of y'all are up for arguing with Paul this morning? Okay. If we go to Romans chapter 3 and go to 19, we know that whatsoever or whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, watch this. Put your finger on 20. Some of y'all need to mark this. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified. Is that what it says? 
Is that what it says? Oh, you're talking about the old covenant. You're talking, but we, you know, listen to what I'm saying. You can't fix your problem. You got a sin problem. And I and I knew I was in trouble. This is not a joke. When I was a child, I knew I was in trouble because I could get some of the stuff. I could do some of the stuff. I could. I felt pretty good about myself. And then you start reading the Bible, and then it says, "Oh, when I when I look at Lauren's truck and I, I want that truck, okay, it's a problem because that's envy. That's you know me wanting something to belong to somebody else. That's you know, and it's like that's in my heart. That's in my heart. How am I going to fix that? You know, I guess I could just you know put my hand down like this all the time, but then you go out in the parking lot and you bump into it, and there it is again." But, I mean, our flesh, there's no good thing. But you look in the, in Psalms, says the same, no one is righteous, no, not one. And here's the deal in Romans, verse nine. What then, are we better than they? Not at all, for we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks, and they are, and it is written, there is none who understands. There's none who seeks after God. They've all gone their own way. There's no one who does good, does good. No, not one. It goes on, talks about bitterness, cursing. And here's the deal, guys. We're all that guy. We're all that person. So no one is going to be justified, verse 20, by the deeds of the law. No flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. And let me break that down for you real quick. How do we know we're stinkers? Okay. Let's use a, let's use a sp the speed limit, which I have a problem with. Okay. So we're driving down the road. There's no signs. There's no nothing. Just, just going down the road. But then you see the sign and it says 45 and you're going 65. Okay. Not that I'd ever do that, Carrie. Okay. She was fussing at me last week about that, I think. But anyway, I, so I, this is an old story, though. This is, I, I'm way better now. But anyway, but the point being is I look at that sign, and I look at what I'm doing, and I'm thinking, oh, I take my foot off the pedal because there might be somebody radar over the hill, right? Okay. Because I don't want to be held accountable when you, when you have to use some of Kim's money. But watch this, guys. Watch this. That's what the law is. It's the sign that says, ooh, that's, you're breaking the law. And here's the deal. None of us do it right, but now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is through faith in Jesus Christ. Is that what verse 22 says? Is that what it says? Then why do y'all keep struggling? Why do y'all, and listen, do the best you can, and I mean, I mean that, and we'll, that's another sermon. Being justified freely, verse 24, by my great goodness. Is that what it says? Are you sure? Look again, Sharice. Are you sure that doesn't say that? Okay, let me look again then. Being justified freely by being in the right church on Sunday morning. But if you're here, you are in the right church on Sunday morning. Just clear, total disclosure, okay? So being justified freely by my haircut, 
my political affiliation, my, just fill it in, guys, whatever you want to fill it in with. By his grace being through redemption that is in Christ Jesus. It's in him. Remember, the son, everything rotates around him. And I want to tell you, because of his forbearance, God passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he may be the just and the justifier, the one who has faith in Jesus. Is it Jesus that does it or not? Yes. Do I need to come up with 157 more before I let y'all out? You know, the doors are locked after we start, you know, for security purposes. But anyway, the point being, uh, you have to pay to get out. We don't take an offer to get in. We take, no, I'm just kidding. But the point, watch this, guys. Is it Jesus? Okay. Did the Pharisees and the Sadducees get it? No. Not at that point. I'm hoping, I really hope they did at some point. And if you say, well, Bruce, you don't know what I did. You don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've done. I want to go to one of my, one of my go-to scriptures this morning. I try to stay out of Isaiah because I can camp. Woo. Isaiah 49, 14. And watch this. Some of you feel like this because of disappointment, because of pain, because you feel like you're captive. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me and God has forgotten me. I want to tell you, I put my finger right there. I want to tell somebody who's watching that you're listening. Listen, if you're here with me, he has not forsaken you. He has not led you. He will never leave you or forsake you. And then... God speaks back and said, can a woman forget her nursing child? No, I think she can't. And not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget in a weird circumstance if something like that happened and they forgot. Yet I, this is God speaking to you. I want you to hear these words this morning. I will not forget you. You say, well, Bruce, you know, I've been bad. Well, guys, so have I. Your bad may be different than my bad. And, I, you know, there's, the wages of sin is death, guys. So be very careful what you do. Because, you know, you, if you start flipping knives and they're open, then you might cut yourself, okay? So, see, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hand. I want you to look in your palm this morning. I want you to look in your palm. I want you to imagine that if in your palm you had the initials, the name, something with your son in it, with your daughter in it, something, a picture, maybe a, a tattoo of a picture, whatever. Can you imagine how many times a day that you would be reminded of them? This is not a suggestion, okay? I'm just telling you. I want you to see that. He says it's you, and I'm going to tell you, When Jesus was after the after the resurrection, he had a mark in his hands through his palm. And I want to tell you something. Every time he looks at that, he thinks of you. It's inscribed on his hand. And I want to tell you, 
He says, your walls are ever before me and we're not justified by law. Law is the knowledge of sin. And I wanna tell you guys, the next point ties directly into this, back to uh, Matthew 16. And the next thing they did was they said, I mean, literally think about it. The lady's been, her daughter's been healed. The, he heals great multitudes. He feeds 4,000 more this time after the 5,000. And all this is just counting the men. It's not even counting the kids and wives and all that stuff. He's feeding tens of thousands of people. He's healing tens of thousands of people. And they come up there in verse 16. And the Pharisees and Sadducees came testing him and asked him that they, he would show them a sign from heaven. Y'all see that? Now, either they're crazy, okay, or they weren't there when that other stuff was happening. And when I was breaking the scripture down in my heart, when I was thinking about it, and that's, because here's the deal. Every once in a while, I'll run into somebody that I hadn't seen in a while. And I'll say something like this. What's going on in your life? What's going on? And they'll catch me up. Okay. But I wasn't there to experience that. So I don't have the full gravity of what happened there. And I want to tell you something. God has called us to follow close to Jesus. Because as we follow him close, as we walk and talk and live with him, you will begin to recognize the miracles that he does in your life. Because if you're not paying attention, you'll miss them, won't you? I'm serious. You say, well, you don't know how, what a mess I am or what my life is. And, and well, by the grace of God, you're hearing this this morning. So what's this? They begin to test him. Show me. And I want to tell me, I'm going to tell you something. I cannot imagine, and of course we've talked a lot about the fatherhood of God this morning because it's really on my heart. But I cannot imagine when I was 16 years old, 14 or whatever, living in the house with J.O. Beelan, Kathleen Beelan. They were pastors. They were ball. Everybody's working. Everybody's trying to recruit God in the Word. Can you imagine me walking into my dad and saying, would you prove to me that you love me? Would you prove it to me? I mean, I don't know. It never entered my mind to say that, but I don't know how he would respond, but I, number one, it would hurt him. It would hurt him. It's like, Bruce, everything I have is yours. You know, mostly. Stuff he let me touch. But you know what I'm saying. Because that, but that was wisdom on his part. <laughs> okay, we'll leave that alone. Uh, but the point being is this. We do that. And that's what they're doing. Would you prove to me that you're God? Would you, listen, I want to tell you something. God is God. He has nothing to prove. But on the other hand, he says, enter in, come in, come into the inner sanction, not come in to the secret place. Ask, seek, knock. Remember all those scriptures? But here's the deal. Believe with me this morning that he loves you. Show me. 
wasn't, isn't a personal thing at all. It's a religious thing. Because religion is always about something. You say, how do I describe the relationship that I have with Kim? How do I describe it? Is it, oh, well, she bought me something. Well, I, she has through the years, but that's not our relationship. I, I mean, well, you know, she comes home every night. Yeah, but mostly both of us come home every night. You know, if we're not working. I mean, but that's not, that doesn't describe that relationship. It doesn't describe that love. That's just a, a fruit of that. Okay? I want to tell you, God wants us to be intimate with him, to come into the presence of Jesus, to begin to walk with him. And those who are close to Jesus, you have healing in his wings. Number two, you have provision because he, how many times at this point has he already over and over and over fed people, take care of people, and you have his love. Last point, and we're done. The last thing he says in verse 16 Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. This lie that we're talking about this morning, and it's a lie. The lie that your salvation is based upon how good you are. That lie can penetrate everything in your life. It, it brings guilt, it brings shame, it brings comparison, it brings pride, it brings everything. But he said, beware of that. And then the disciples are said, oh, he's mad because he, he's talking about us forgetting to bring bread. Remember, study it when you get home. That's what he says. That's what they think. Because they, they, see, God's talking on this level and they're thinking on this level. So watch this. He said, no. And then it says, but then they began to realize they were talking about the doctrine of the Sadducees and the Pharisees. If you want to know which verse it is. Okay. Then they, it's verse 12, 16, 12. But they understood that he did not tell them beware of the leaven of the bread, but the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Verse 11. How did you don't understand that I didn't speak to you concerning bread? But you should be a be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And what leaven does, it gets into bread and it changes it. And legalism will get into your relationship with God and it changes it. Are you following me? It will make you judgmental of other people. It will make you compare yourself to other people. It will make you search for the perfect church. It will make you search for the... And here's the deal, guys. Truth is, it's not true. The truth is that Jesus, for, okay, here you go. For God so loved, what? That he did what? That whosoever will not perish, but will have what? Is that what John says? Is that what Paul says? Is that coming in the back door is what Jesus has said about the, the Pharisees and Sadducees. He's saying that's not, it's, it's, it's more about, how did you wash your hands? Did you wash your hands right? Remember that? And one time they're walking through there and they're going like this and they're picking a little, oh, you're, oh, you're violating the law. You're, you're eating popcorn as you walk. I don't know. Okay, eating wheat or whatever it was. Can you see that? How crazy that is? It's comparison. 
I don't have to compare myself to anybody because you know what? This, uh, Toby, how tall is this middle senior? 25? Okay, let's say 20 feet tall. So, Toby's taller than me. Okay, we got some light bulbs here that they're all actually burning right now, praise the Lord. But if we were actually walking out here and I held up my hand, I would not be able to change the light bulbs in a 20 foot ceiling, although it's hanging down. You follow me? Toby's taller than me. He would be closer, but guess what? He can't change a bulb in. So let's get a three foot step, step ladder. Let that represent the goodness that we've done. Praise God. Okay. And we stand on that three foot step ladder and I'm, I can't reach it either. Okay. Toby says, Oh, I'm a little bit taller. He gets on there. He can't reach it either. Right? He can't reach it. We have to get a ladder that's tall enough to get to 16, 18 feet, whatever that is. Guys, just think about it. That is grace is the ladder that gets us to God. Okay. And you ain't tall enough. You ain't good. At, some of y'all are good at, better than others. Charlotte's here this morning. She's good. Okay. I know her. Okay. She's good. She got, you don't need twice as tall a ladder, but you still need a ladder. Okay. Because we all do. Are you following me? Okay. And the bottom line, I'm done. Not really, but I'll stop. But here's the deal. Literally, it's him. It's the person of Jesus Christ. It's not you saying the words right. It's not you being baptized in running water or baptistry or sprinkled or held upside down. It's him. And listen, baptism is important. It's, we, we are baptizers here, okay? But, and it's not how, if you use real wine or grape juice, it's not, listen, it's not the length of your hair. It's not what it is, is the person of Jesus Christ. And when I come to that conclusion, I can't worship enough. Amen. I can't be good enough to you. Well, I'm probably good enough. But anyway, good. my heart is soft towards you. So let's bow our heads together. Father, thank you so much, Lord, for the simple gospel of Jesus Christ. Because, Lord, your grace, your love, your mercy is enough. You paid the price on the cross for me. And if you're watching this morning or you're here and you haven't received that because it comes with such joy, it comes with such peace, it comes unless it is the answer. The answer is the person, the forgiveness, the salvation of Jesus Christ. So if you have not just say these words, say, Lord, I need a savior. I receive Jesus as my Savior. I need you. I'm broken. I need you. I'm dirty. I need you. I need you, God. And he will forgive your sins. He will, and just, he will begin to walk and talk with you. Get in the word. Go to some, go to the church that preaches the gospel. And part of that is just being part of the other people around you helping pour into you the truth, the body of Christ. Thank you so much for watching this morning. Thank you so much for being here. God bless you and keep you. Let his light shine on you and give you peace. Amen.
Thank you.